0: Welcome back to Veronica with a K, your guide to the world of global education. We're getting closer to the weekend, so I hope your day is going well, and as you can guess from the title, my name is Veronica, spelled with a K. This show is all about studying and living abroad all over the world. Some of my previous guests talked about studying in Denmark, Costa Rica, Australia, and Scotland, so if you missed any of these episodes, but you want to listen to them, which I highly encourage, you can find them all on major streaming platforms by typing in Veronica with a K. In the next hour or so, you'll dive into another story from an amazing international student from the U.S. who is doing a term abroad at the University of St. Andrews. In the studio with me is V.A. Gaines. V.A., can you tell me about yourself?
1: Hello. uh, Yes, Uh, I am V.A. Gaines. My home institution is Erskine College. I am studying at St. Andrews. Um, I'm a psychology major as well. Uh, My focus is is in um, social psychology. I study first impression.
0: Ooh, well, that's impressive. So (laughs) yeah, but out of all places that you out of all places that you could have gone, why did you choose to go to St. Andrews?
1: I chose to go to St. Andrews. So uh, at my home institution, they gave us a list of several options that Mm -hmm. we could apply to St. Andrews, Oxford, several places in Spain, um, a place in Mexico, an institution there. And a professor that graduated that received his master's and PhD from St Andrews. So I was pick, choosing between Oxford and St Andrews, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Va." He's like, "I think you would like to go to St Andrews due to the fact that they like to let down their hair on the weekend, and he knew <laughs> I like to have a good time and stuff." So that's why I chose St Andrews.
0: Yeah, it's always about balancing both. Like,
1: you're academics never going to academics in you know fun, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, because like you cannot do studying all the time, then you're just going to get burned out and going to do bad at your studies.
1: Exactly. You, need,
0: you, you always need to take a break. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. But um, how did you decide that you want to do a study abroad in the first place? Like, have you ever, have you always wanted it or like?
1: I always knew I loved traveling. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm a fourth year and this is my last semester of my undergrad. And oh. I was like, well, is it feasible to do a studies abroad semester? And I was like, you know, it is. I was like, you know, you could deviate from, like, the social norm of, Mm -hmm. like, going in your, you know, second or third year. So that's why I decided to go. I was like, I love traveling. I love exploring new places and stuff. And I was like, why not? This is, like, an opportunity of a lifetime,
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, most definitely because, once again, you're never going to be this young traveling in the U.K. again. Like, you might travel in the U.K. again in the future, but, like, right now, I don't see that happening again.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Since it's your last semester, what about graduation? Like, are you going to make it back to the U.S. on time?
1: I am not going to make it back on time for graduation. But I will be, you know, here for May dip and stuff, so I think, you know, it balances out. I talked with a... um, Lady, one our uh, resident director Morgan mm-hmm. and uh, I asked her. She studied uh, in somewhere in um, Egypt, and oh, I was cool. like Morgan. I was like if. When you were graduating, I was like, if you had the opportunity to continue your, like, for a couple more weeks, your study abroad term, I was like, would you come back for graduation or stay, you know, um, mm-hmm. in Jordan it was, um, oh, actually. Cool. And she's like, I would stay in Jordan. I would have stayed in Jordan. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in St. Andrews. I was like, I'm going to get my master's and PhD, so I was like, I can walk in those graduations of stuff. But I'm currently applying for a Master's in Social Anthropology here at St. Andrews. Yes,
0: that's so exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, so how is the application process going for you?
1: Well, I am currently, I submitted an essay uh, to my professor here, and so mm-hmm. I'm waiting um, to get the results of the markings and stuff, and I probably will have to edit it and stuff, because this is my first social anthropology essay. Yeah. Um, and after that, I will readjust whatever i need to readjust and then i have a few more things to submit for my master's and then it will be done i'll it just will be a waiting game at that point
0: oh uh, that's so exciting i'm sure i'm sure you're gonna do great and oh thank you yeah i i love that you decided to stay here and can you please so you mentioned may dip can you please tell me a little about what what that is
1: so what? i know very little about it Fair. uh but um May dip, apparently, I believe, if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry, but is that you party all day long, and then at 6 in the morning, at 6 a.m., you go uh, at, into the ocean, and it's like a cleansing of your academic sins, so there's a uh, little patch of, I don't know, like, cement work or something outside of Union College, and... I have stepped on it, like, a dozen times. But the myth is, like, if you step on it, you're going to fail all your courses, all your modules. And I was like well, I have stepped on this probably, <laughs> you know, two dozen times, so yeah. I do need to partake in May Dip.
0: Definitely. You need to wash off that academic set. Exactly. It's applied 200 times. Yeah. You know, absolutely, because you, you just simply cannot risk failing your courses, you know.
1: I cannot. Even though I do not, they do not translate back for a grade here uh, in my home institution, mm-hmm. I just get, like, pass or fail, right? Yeah. Which I had to pass everything in yeah. order for them to go on my transcripts and get credit for the course courses i have taken here but um yeah i'm ready to partake in may dip and all the other you know traditions saint andrews offers
0: that's so exciting speaking of tradition have you participated in anything that happened before like um the refreshers week or
1: i did not know um i wasn't Ah. here uh during um freshers week oh okay yeah um are you home out for this semester? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. This, oh yeah, I did.
1: I'm so sorry. I, yes. I
0: think yeah, yeah, you you got me there confused cuz I was like didn't we meet during that? Okay.
1: Because they have like in the fall term, they have a uh, like freshers week where you find, like, an academic parent and then oh, you right. have a big phone party and stuff. That's what I thought you meant by... Mm, no, no, no. Yeah.
0: I meant the more chill version that we got to have. Yes, <laughs> yes. How did that go for you? What did you do? I...
1: Um, it was kind of hard for me because acclimating to this environment to uh, St. Andrews, because one thing that I uh, set myself up for failure in a way is giving everything so much hype right. Uh, Mm. And I mean by that, it's like I hyped up like the culture here. I hyped up the institution. I hyped up the people. Mm. And so I gave, which it was unfair to this institution, the people here, but also it was unfair to me because um, I should have like came in with no standards with just like a, you know, middle ground for everything. And Mm -hmm. then if it was a positive at spirits at first, you know great, if it was negative, like you know you could readapt and change right into yeah. what you want it to be, what you want to make it,
0: yeah, but for you, you had like very high expectations
1: oh, I did, yes, mm. I put this place on a pedestal now, look now currently this you know stay I am in it like has met every expectations that I have had for it. oh
0: lovely, okay, yeah. okay, but yeah, this at the adjusting... beginning not so much. Yeah, it's it's always like that, I think, because you have a certain image of a place in your head. And then once it doesn't live up to it in, mm-hmm. like, at least one sense, you're like, oh, my God. And it just kind of devastates you in a way.
1: Most definitely. And that's what i done. I set myself up for failure in the way. Uh, but, like I mentioned, um, it really had met all my expectations that it, what St. Andrew's would have been for me. hmm Yeah.
0: I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, and in the beginning, you said that you really like traveling. So have you done much traveling before coming to St. Andrew's?
1: I did. One of my uh, favorite places I have been is Tulum, Mexico. Ooh. I went with my friend Gina, um, and it was just such a... Beautiful time. And some a uh, fun fact about Tulum is a lot of Europeans go to Tulum. <laughs> uh, it's a very tourist place. It's less touristy than uh, Cancun, mm-hmm. Mexico. Yeah. But we did spend some time in Cancun. Um, Yeah. But I do enjoy – I have traveled to many states within uh, the United States. And I often spend uh, my summers in um, Wyoming and Montana working Ooh. out there at resorts and stuff.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you definitely done a lot of traveling. And, like, and your vacation sounds so, so tempting, <laughs> especially with the weather right now. I'm just like, can we please go? Can we please I go?
1: really want summer, like the warmth of summer. It just I brings know. so much joy to my heart.
0: So true. Yeah. And I mean, it's been so good last week, but then this week, like the weather just chose violence with all of the rain and cold.
1: And flurries that we have, like the snow flurries that yes. we have had. It's like
0: why for no reason there was no snow in january and now in march they're like yeah how yeah. about how about some snow
1: exactly yeah,
0: yeah. kind of swishing out the topic um yeah. when it comes to study abroad um a lot of students face like their families are not very accepting and like their friends are not accepting of them going how was that for you like how did you tell your f- your family and friends
1: so i'm from south carolina and of uh, th- you know thing about the south right is that Families are very clicky. Families mm-hmm. stay in, you know, a particular location for generations at a time. And my family, they have lived in Wershaw, South Carolina, for most of their life. And my great-aunt, my bean and my grandmother, they particularly took it very uh, hard because, you know, they they took me, brought me home from the hospital and stuff. So I have been with them yeah. primarily my whole life, essentially Besides when I go and travel. But uh, they was like, oh, don't go, you know, finish your, like, semester out. And I was like, this is what i meant to do. This is, like, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy uh, seeing different parts of the world. So I was like, despite what you say, despite all of the, you know, scenarios that you give me, I'm going to still go, uh, uh, despite your wishes for me to stay here.
0: Mm hmm
1: But... You know, I also would say for those people that have family members like that, uh, do what you want because you don't want to have like regrets. Everyone's going to have regrets in life, but you can control like your traveling and stuff. You can control because um, I'm very lucky because my home institution is paying for me to be mm-hmm. here. I would not be here if it wasn't for my home institution because yeah. I'm not rich. I'm not you know I can I cannot afford to pay this institution. Um, yeah. So I was like, it's free for me to go to Scotland to study at St. Andrews, the number one institution currently in the UK. Yes, sir. So I was like, <laughs> it would be equivalent to, like, studying at Harvard or Yale, you know, essentially. In the UK, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, I'm going to go.
0: Now, that's such great advice because I feel like a lot of people – Like, even when they listen to their family members or friends saying, like, oh, no, you shouldn't go, then, like, it still doesn't really help your relationship with those family members because you would forever blame them for not going. Yep. And it would both be like, yeah, I didn't go because you told me not to.
1: Mm -hmm. And I have been my own, like, person. Uh, I have been, like, the black sheep in my family because Mm -hmm. I have always, uh, like, you know, deviated from, like, the normal path that all my other family members mm-hmm. have taken, right? So uh I have a little bit of edge in that perspe- <laughs> in that sense. Um but yeah I'm so happy that I chose to listen to my heart, soul, and mind that said, VA, you need to go. And
0: yeah. Yeah, that's what makes you unique. And I'm also happy that you <laughs> you chose to listen to yourself because otherwise we would have met. So. Exactly.
1: You're a fabulous human being. I uh, hope you know that.
0: You are. Oh uh, thank you. Yeah. So um that was a great advice for um, people who are trying to decide and people who are, like, struggling with, like, the same issue. But um, speaking of your home and, like, your home university, how, like, how is that? Like, how is your U.S. university going?
1: My, uh, I have uh, mixed relations with my home institution mm-hmm. because I go to a private small um, uh institution, liberal arts institution, and there has been challenges, challenges there being a gay man, an mm-hmm. um, openly gay man there, because, but um, my home institution, I always tell people this, uh, they made me, I always see myself now as a multi road person to be able to articulate my comment or argument well enough to betray yeah. it to other people, but also be willing to understand the opposing side. And my home institution helped me to discover to be a male type road person. Uh, but I do have like beef with some of the like rules and regulations that they have towards the LGBTQIA plus community. But besides all, it has been a very positive experience um, at my home institution. And it reminds me of St. Andrews a lot in regards to how small it is because <laughs> there's only. Roughly around like eight fifty students, yeah, undergrad students that go attend um, Erskine College.
0: Yeah, and you get that um, small liberal arts university. I I can relate, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to a lot because there are like two thousand people at Washington and Lee overall, I think. Yeah, around two thousand. Anyways, yeah, and well, you said some regulations. Do they actually have some rules or like?
1: So yeah, so um, so if. So we have work study at our institution. Yeah. Um and I can I'm a work study student there Ooh. because it's, you know, government funded and stuff.
0: Yeah, what do you do?
1: I so I have three jobs. So I work oh, for wow. uh, Beth Boyd. She is the director of special gifts and events. Um, She is a fabulous boss. I also work for the athletic department and also work for the police department at Erskine College. Wow! So I stay very busy with working there um, and like providing for myself and stuff, having a little bit money to extra money to go out to eat and stuff. But um, if you want to be a RA, which is resident, Mm -hmm. excuse me, or a resident assistant, um, then it's it's paid through the college. So, like, members of the LGBT community cannot cannot be employed by that because they're uh, protected. uh, The college is protected under, you know, I don't know what it is exactly, but if they don't want to hire you because of your sexual orientation, then they don't have to.
0: That's outrageous. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's not as bad as, like, you know, it seems because they, because, like, I mentioned, like, Beth Boyd, right? I work for her. She's an incredible boss. Um, And I get to work with big donors of the college. So this, you know, gay Southern boy gets to meet all the donors that are donating to the football team and stuff. So it's kind of like, uh, Nice. just what kind of com- connections you make there and stuff mm-hmm. but the professors um are very lovely there um and they really care for uh their students and stuff and the staff as well
0: That's very nice. Yeah, I'm very glad to hear that. At least like from from that end because like when you when you mentioned that there are some regulations like oh my god there is no way. That's yeah, like
1: of course, like it's very upsetting yeah. um and stuff because if I wanted to be an RA, I couldn't be an RA. Yeah. I really don't want to be because you had to put up with a lot of uh different um situations that yeah. um tend to be heavier um on the emotional side. Mm-hmm. But uh so mm-hmm. I try to stay away from that. Um but yeah, um but it- besides everything else, like you know, you're treated fairly, you're treated with the utmost respect that any, you know, um, heterosexual is.
0: Okay, that's yeah. that's good. I'm very glad to hear that. And you don't even have a time to do the array job because you're busy. You have three other jobs, which exactly. is super impressive. And I'm going to ask you a little more about that when we we're talking about academics and like how you manage everything. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But um, what would you say are the major differences? So you said that um, Eskin is very similar to Saint Andrews in a way, but what are the differences that you noticed?
1: So um, since this being a uh, liberal arts Christian institution, every Tuesday um, at 11 a.m., um, you have to go to chapel. Oh. Well, you don't have to go every Tuesday. You have to get a certain amount of, like, chapel credits mm-hmm. and convo credits. Convo credits are they might bring a speaker in, and but you have to get a certain amount of, credits per hour but you have to go to chapel eight times a semester and so they bring someone in to give their testimony or something Mm -hmm. or bring the gospel the uh from the bible and stuff um and so you have to do that so that's uh you know vastly different than saint andrews uh there's no like alcohol allowed in your dorms as Mm -hmm. uh erskine Mm -hmm. um Also, like the size, even though it's like very, both institutions are very small. The community Erskine is even smaller, and like you know, every single one, you know, because there's just only eight hundred and fifty students. Yeah. Also, another like huge difference is, like the style of like, like the relationship with the professors and stuff.
0: Oh, in what way?
1: So I went uh, to one of my IR professors here, and I had a question um, about a research paper I was writing. Mm -hmm. And so we sat down and talked, and she's like, I'm not used to this, VA. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, usually, like, uh, students here just ask me their question and leave. But at my home institution, you actually can sit down and have a conversation and stay with the professor in their office for hours if you yeah. like to if they time permitted and stuff of course but yeah that's another huge difference is a relationship between uh professors and students
0: yeah i feel that because it's very similar at washington and lee that you build like you have longer conversations and they're like not necessarily always on the topic that you came yes. in with yeah. but yeah here it's more of like up to uh, up to date or whatever like
1: yeah exactly just
0: the exact question interesting and i know that you have a very vibrant social life here which <laughs> i love i would love to hear about it in a little, little bit but um in order to build it the way you have it you need to overcome some cultural shocks have you experienced any cultural shocks here so far
1: um like the different like wordings that they use here mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Uh, like I had to adjust to that um, because I'm from the South, right? So like they use different like terms and stuff. So that's like has been a culture shock. But everyone is so friendly here. um, And Southerners are notoriously known as being friendly people as well. So uh, that like aligns up together. Uh, But not really, um, just getting used to – just adapting to like the weather and stuff because they only have seem to have like one season here, <laughs> which in the like South Carolina you have like maybe three or four depending on the year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have like a whole cycle. And yes, has, like somewhere in between. I cannot like one. I'm not even sure which one. Yeah, it's like it's like weird fall ish.
1: Most definitely, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, have you been to other places in the UK and do you have any future travel plans?
1: I love to go to Edinburgh. Edinburgh is just. Uh, also, please forgive me for my pronunciation on that because I had a friend, and um, I used to pronounce it as Edinburgh, right? And she's yeah. like. It's pronounced Edinburgh. And I was like, okay. I was like, I thought she's like, you would gain just so much respect from Scottish people if you start pronouncing it like that. I was like, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Um but I love going there. Um Dundee is about like a thirty minute bus ride. I enjoy going to Dundee to uh get McDonald's because it reminds me of home of all yes. places, right? <laughs> um but yeah i but I don't know. I might go to the Highlands soon. Um,
0: oh, that would be so beautiful.
1: Yeah, So, um, and do several hikes there. So I think that's my uh, travel plan. But just to explore maybe Edinburgh a little bit more as well.
0: Yeah, that's going to be great. And yep. since you're staying here and you're not going back for graduation, you have the time to do that.
1: This is most definitely true, yeah.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your personal and cultural experiences. Before we move on to more academic and social life-related discussion, let's take a quick break for a song, and we will be back shortly. Welcome back to Veronica with a K, a show about international students and their stories. Here with me today is V.A. Gaines, a study abroad student at University of St. Andrews from Erskine College in the U.S. If you're just joining us, now we're diving into academics and social life aspects of studying abroad. So you said that you're studying psychology at both universities. Is the academic approach, like, different at St. Andrews and Erskine, or what are some differences? Uh,
1: one of the largest difference when I first got here, I noticed that the coursework is more heavily uh, in the, at Erskine, and then here, like, for the two modules I'm taking, I only had five assignments for the whole semester. Okay. But Erskine... Uh, for one of my research classes that I took, I had, like, 12 assignments for the whole semester. So vastly different, um, of the amount of coursework that you have to do. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I'm not used to having, like, lecture, then uh, tutorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really enjoy it because you have to – it makes you have to prepare um, for – like, you have to do the readings. You have to uh, – you know be responsible about preparing for the tutorial, but at my home institution um you just could show up to the class without having done the readings. I have done that several times, I'm yeah. not going to lie but uh but still, like you can like from the lecture stuff, you could still like put in your two cents and stuff and uh voice your opinion about what mm-hmm. you think about the subject and what you're talking about
0: interesting. And, um, well, we talked a little about, like, the way you build your relationship with professors here. But um, was there anything else weird or different that you found in, like, the teaching style or, like, just their relationship
1: with professors again? Uh, the relationships with the professors in the States is more personable, and then mm-hmm. here it's, like, very, like, okay, well, I'm the professor and you're the student. Mm-hmm. So, like, they really don't engage much with the students um, here, uh, which is okay. Uh, I But I just have to acclimate to that because I'm used to having, you know, an hour, two-hour-long conversations yeah. with my professor in their office. Yeah, at, back at my home institution.
0: Yeah, so I also felt that here it's like more formal, mm-hmm. and Most even definitely. even with like your tutors, even though there's like a smaller class than a lecture, like you yeah. still kind of feel like it, it, there is this like
1: there's various. this boundary. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which I like. I feel like we can ha- we can go on for like another hour about whether it's a good or a bad thing. So. Yeah, but um I know there's no perfect academic system.
1: No, there's not. There's yeah. every academic system is flawed or every institution has their flaws and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. But so far, which like teaching style you think is well, just like academic system seems more effective to you? Efficient?
1: Mm. I think that I enjoy Erskine's um style a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it doesn't seem as forced mm, and okay. i and i mean by that like uh it's more like relayed like relaxed and stuff Is it isn't like you know forced on you but here it seems like it's very like forced like mm-hmm. you have to be um you have to do all this stuff to show that you're worthy of being here even though like you know, we both got in, right? But you yeah. st- continue to have to prove yourself. Of course, I do at my home institution as well. Like, uh, but it, it just seems a little bit more forced here.
0: Interesting. So, like, the pressure of, like, proving your worth, basically? Yes, yes. Oh, that's that's a very interesting take on that. I don't think I, I understand what you mean, but I couldn't really put it into words. But I think you did it very well.
1: Oh, thank with, you. Like,
0: w- with what it is, and you mentioned that you study first impressions. Yes. Yeah. So I, I just couldn't not ask that <laughs> question. Is there any psychological fact about first impressions that we all should know?
1: People make a judgment about someone. It could be positive or negative. Less than one tenth of a second.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, about oh, that's someone fast. else. Yeah.
0: Oh. Do they typically, like, stick
1: to it? Or is it just, like, initial? Like? It's just their initial okay. first impression.
0: Okay. But it's yeah. up to, you, you can still change it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can um change it. It's like, you know, oh, uh, well, this person seems rude, right? Yeah. But that's, like, less than one-tenth of a second. You made it based on whatever, you know, interaction you had th- with this person. But if you get to know that person right, they might not be this rude person mm, that you first perceived true. them to be.
0: True. Oh, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's You're that's welcome. a helpful tip. That's a definitely helpful tip. Um so are there any other people from your university that are here right now?
1: Yes, there's two, um, Analia and Neil.
0: Oh, cool. How does that feel? Like, do, do, do you, like, are you connected with them really well? Or So
1: Neil, I haven't seen but maybe three times the whole okay. time I have been here. So <laughs> uh, Neil lives in his own little world, which I do not blame him. Um, and Analia, um, that is one of my best friends from my home institution. But even... Uh, We don't get to see each other that often, maybe once Mm -hmm. every two weeks or once every week. So, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, good in a way because it forces us to be our own people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, if you wanted to stay with people at your home university, you probably wouldn't have traveled across the ocean. Exactly. To go to school here. Okay. No, that's great. I mean, it's cool that you have some people that you can talk to if you want to. Yes, but, like, at the same time.
1: Like, me and Anna Leo, we get together sometimes I to have coffee, and we just reminisce about our home institutions, Aww. about what we, you know, would be doing right now, you know. Yeah, that's so, so
0: nice. Yeah, and um, kind of circling back to what we were talking about before, St. Andrews was named number one UK university recently. Yes. We love seeing that.
1: Yes, we do. Yes. yes.
0: And um, so you said that the coursework at your home university is, like, more demanding, right?
1: Oh yes, most definitely.
0: Interesting. There's
1: more assessments throughout the semester. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you think that St. Andrews with like smaller amount of assignments? Do you think they're just like heavier, and that kind of makes up for the number, or like how do you view it?
1: I I do not enjoy the word count here mm-hmm. because I I believe that. Sometimes word counts can uh, make you put in fluff that takes away from your writing, and I dislike that because I had a professor Mm -hmm. one time back in the States, and uh, she did not like – she was an English professor, Mm -hmm. and she did not like me adding fluff. She's like, this is a good essay, right? But she's like, it's not a good essay in regards because you added so much fluff. And mm-hmm. as, because she gave me a word count and stuff. And we talked about it. And I do not like word counts, Fair. I think. But even, I guess it's the same, like, uh, you know, situation. Because some of the professors back at my home institution, they give page, like you have to write five pages and stuff. Or mm-hmm. you have to do 20 pages, whatever it may be. So it's the same, you know, concept, but just with page numbers instead of word numbers. Yeah. But I still dislike the page numbers <laughs> as well, so
0: fair actually I'm very glad that you mentioned the word count because i'm I'm just wondering if that's similar in like psychology because I know it's very like it differs a lot from school to school
1: yeah uh so um it is still um same like you have like so my uh i r class I'm taking uh the first essay I wrote was 2,500 words, and I have one more essay, which are, which is 5,000 words. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, quite similar from, like, school to school. I have noticed with my friends that study film and English here, they have less word counts, like 1,000 mm-hmm. or 1,200. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I have noticed within the schools and stuff.
0: Interesting, because at my um, university back in the U.S., we typically have, like, an interval. It's like from, mm. let's say, like 1,500 to 2,000. Okay, so it yeah. gives you more flexibility in a way, so you don't have to add fluff. And you know, and it kind of, I don't know, I like it way more. But while here, like, it's an exact word count. And it's like, am I supposed to actually be like 2,000 and that not 2001? Yeah, you know because I,
1: mean? I learned that if you go over the word count, they can detect points. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice. I didn't know that uh, prior. Um, Also, I noticed uh, that um, just like doing research and conducting like research for your essay is like just vastly different than the states and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. different sources that you have to use. You still have to use academic sources with both institutions, Mm -hmm. right? But it's just like, I don't know how to explain it exactly. It's – oh, no. I'm having to get used to that yeah. here. How they research, how they, you know, write their paper because uh within the states, like they give you a outline of how you have to write your papers, what they're looking for, but here you can do whatever you choose.
0: Mm, so it's like more flexible in that? Yes, way? yes. Oh, okay. Interesting.
1: I always uh since I'm a psych major, right? I always write in um APA style. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm accustomed to that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. For me, it was kind of difficult because for um, for my management essay, I had to write it in like Harvard reference style, mm. and for my, and for my anthropology essay, I had to write it in like anthropology journal kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like it, it takes so much time to uh, most readjust definitely. and like be oh, I cited it in the wrong but oh well. The world of academia, <laughs> what can what can we say about that? Exactly. Yeah. So um we talked a little about your jobs on campus before, but you said that you're working three jobs. Yes. How do you manage the coursework in three jobs?
1: So one thing about me is I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> Like I'm notoriously known as being a procrastinator. That's
0: so interesting because it doesn't sound like you are.
1: I most definitely am. There's so many nights that I have like stayed up to like twelve at night just cramming in like the stuff I need to finish my, oh my essay God. before the deadline. Yeah. Um. But my three jobs, I work for uh, the director of special guests and events yeah. at Erskine. I work for the athletic department and the police department, and so. They all like uh, all have different timings. So, like usually on the weekends, I work for the athletic department. Throughout the week, I work for uh, the police department, and then only when there's special events going on, I work for uh, the director of special guests and events at the okay. college. So it's all kind of like spaced out.
0: Okay, that's good. Yeah, that sounds pretty balanced.
1: Yeah. And also, like, uh, their work-study positions and at the police department, I get to do a lot of work there.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So
1: I tend to, like, do my readings. I tend to write papers and stuff um, while, like, working there and stuff. So it's a lot of, like, flexibility and stuff. And if I can't come in because I have to study or something, they're very understanding about that
0: that's lovely i'm very glad to hear that you get to balance it and like combine it when it's appropriate and you can actually do they understand
1: that academics comes first yes
0: absolutely yeah i understand we also have like work study and Mm. yeah it's it's very nice that they understand that it's study emphasis and then work exactly yeah. (laughs) yeah so um it's kind of of my traditional question but what do you wish you knew about studying abroad in St. Andrews before starting your program, mm. based on your experience now?
1: I wish I knew that everything was going to be okay. Oh, You know, like, yeah. because um, I told myself, like, when I integrate myself into a different environment, mm-hmm. I, it's like, Man, why isn't it going the way that I want it to go right? But I always tell myself that it's going to be okay. Give yourself some time because you deserve that. Give other people some time because you're a new person within their environment that they have been mm-hmm. living um and so yeah, um, that everything's is everything is going to be okay
0: yeah that's that's a great mindset, honestly because either way you're gonna be stressed because like, oh my god am I gonna Meet, make friends, mm-hmm. how am I going to live, you know, and just having this, it's all going to figure itself out eventually in a couple yep. of weeks. You'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. And I forgot to ask you, so very demanding coursework, three jobs. If you have any free time, what do you do in that free time back in the U.S.?
1: So back in the U.S., with my free time, I enjoy rowing on, like, rowing machines. Oh, Yeah, okay. I, I really do enjoy doing that. I also enjoy biking,
0: Oh, that's
1: cool. Yeah, and I also enjoy um, like going out to clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I do with my free time. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's a great balance between yeah. like academic life, work life, and your social life, which we actually gonna talk about after we're gonna have um, a quick break for a song, and well, it's gonna be another Adele song because Wonderful. why not? Yes. yes, Adele
1: is awesome.
0: Always a good idea to play an Adele song, so we're going to be back shortly. Veronica with a K here again. Today I'm talking to VA Gaines, a study abroad student at University of St. Andrews in Scotland from the U.S. We've talked about some academic differences and nuances, and now moving on to the social aspect. Building a life, like a social life, is something very hard and complicated for every international student, and it is something that we all are forced to do anyways. Yes. So I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about your experience at St. Andrews. Like what were some challenges that you faced?
1: Some challenges with like the social life is that like for the first like week I did not go out because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't go about go out by myself. But my kitchen mates um invited me yeah. out and I was like this is like really epic and I was mm-hmm. like, I need to start going out more and then so gradually I started meeting people and stuff. One of my uh good friends here, Raz, uh we were out on the smoking bench and <laughs> uh so there's this thing that it's on Thursday night, it's called rock sock. It's mm-hmm. like a heavy metal rock night that they have here. And I was in my like coat, I was about to go to bed and stuff and she's like, Would you like to come with us? And I was like Sure, why not? I was like, I have nothing else to do, and that's like where it all started—me going out and stuff. Um, yeah.
0: I love that. That's and my so social exciting. life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did the University of St. Andrews support your ch- transition, and how?
1: Um, I most definitely uh do because when we first got here, they had uh like events and stuff. Like they had a cayley for us and oh, right. had wine and stuff. So, I really um, like. They helped integrate us into their environment mm-hmm. and culture here at St. Andrews, That's the Scottish lovely. culture as well.
0: Yeah. So you said that you have flatmates, right?
1: I have kitchen mates. Oh, you have
0: kitchen mates. Okay. Yeah. So what is your living situation here?
1: So I have right? a roommate, um, and then I have, uh, I think, seven kitchen mates. So we all, I'm catered, uh, mm-hmm. so I don't have to cook for myself. Mm-hmm. I despise cooking. <laughs> uh, But we all, like, if on the weekends uh, you have to provide dinner for yourself, so sometimes I will make me a pizza or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, like, a lovely uh, kitchen mates that I have here at St. Andrews. Uh, They're all from different, like, we have one Scottish, three from Hong Kong, um, one from um, Asia, so yeah. Wow, okay. That's that's
0: quite an international community right Mm -hmm. there. And you said they invited you out, and you kind of became friends. What about other friends? Like, how did you meet most of the people that you hang out here with?
1: I um have met them, like, through different uh, events that I have attended at the union. Okay. Um, yeah, and just because if I told myself, I was like, if you want to, like, make friends and stuff, you have to be a social little butterfly. Yeah. So it's like you know, a mama bird kicking (laughs) a baby out the nest, and essentially. So I just had to kick my own self out the nest and said, if you truly want to have that, you know, social life here, you have to be a social little butterfly. And so that's what I chose to do.
0: Absolutely, as you you should, because you just got to put yourself out there. Otherwise, no one is going to come and find you. Exactly. So you, you have to be out there.
1: You cannot be afraid to, like, talk with new people because everyone is thinking about their self and, you know, worried about how, other people are perceiving them definitely so it's like you know if you embarrass yourself like so what you know um and just try to be your authentic self because saint andrews allows people to do that allows them to be their full self no matter what and that's one thing i really love about saint andrews
0: yes that's that's so great no and that's psychology major talking so just say you know yes <laughs> take notes yeah and we were talking about general culture shock a little earlier but mm-hmm. what about social one was there anything that people say or do that like threw you off initially
1: uh well one initial um interaction that i had is like i'm a big hugger
0: mm-hmm. and
1: southerns are southern people are big huggers and stuff and so i i had to, i watched I you probably won't know uh it's a uh, mother Well, it was a mother and daughter duo the Juds and they were a country duo okay. and I watched a documentary of both of them and uh wyoming uh ask Naomi are you open for a hug and I believe consent is everything mm-hmm. and so I just as a hugger you naturally just want to go up and like hug people right yeah. but you have to ask for a consent first like are you open for a hug even when you know I might be intoxicated right I still have to you know like had that embedded in Mm -hmm. me that you know, consent, ask them if they're open for a hug because everyone doesn't like hugs, everyone doesn't like physical you know, affection and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, that's very considerate of you, yeah, and not not necessarily like, I'm a hug person, but like some other people are not, and
1: like
0: you're not going to figure out unless you ask, so
1: And I like, learned very quickly that my Scottish friend told me that Scottish people are not huggers to people they don't know
0: Mm, that's 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 a fair point. Um, what is the thing you're enjoying the most about your life at Saint Andrews right now?
1: The beautiful people that I have met Aww. throughout uh, my time here, um, and I continue to meet. Also, I really enjoy the social life. Uh, not necessarily like I do enjoy a good time, a good party, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But uh I just enjoy um the genuine conversations that I have with other people that I might meet at the smoking area, or I might meet just passing by Mm -hmm. um, or like today before I, I met a, uh, graduate student at Harvard. Um, yeah, she's visiting her girlfriend here and, um, we just started chit chatting, um, because I complimented, um, her on her shirt that she was Mm -hmm. wearing and, uh, Yeah, so we just started, you know, we struck up a conversation that way. Um, So just the genuine conversations that I have with people and the people I get to meet.
0: That's so nice. Yeah, I love that for you. And um, speaking of meeting people, have you joined any societies or, like, anything that you have in mind that you want to join?
1: I have joined um, Empower Her. Um, I haven't joined the LGBT Society. Oh, cool. Several other societies. I was going to join um, the tennis team, but I waited so late. I was like, I, you know, I cannot join it now. I probably mm-hmm. still could, but it would be a waste of my money if I did. Yeah, because so, it's like yeah. half
0: the term already passed. So Yes. Yeah. So. Well, maybe when you get in for the master's program. You manifesting know, that. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. you, definitely, you definitely have the time and opportunity to do that. Yeah, and, um, of course, I cannot let you go without my traditional final question. What advice would you give to students who are considering a study abroad program during their college years?
1: Learn that or know that you have to be a flexible person. Um, It's not always going to be easy, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, uh, you will make it through any you know, challenge or obstacle that would come your way. And remember to give yourself some time um, because, you know, what you picture something to be is not going to always be the final product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to learn how to be flexible. And like I said, give yourself some time because uh, don't beat yourself up if things don't go the way that you expected them to go.
0: That is such a great Great wholesome advice. I love thank that. You. Thank you so much, and VA. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story today. It was such a pleasure to have you here, and I'm sure all of the listeners agree as well. And if somehow you missed out on a part of VA's story, or you want to re-listen, which once again I highly recommend, all the episodes of Veronica WK are available on all major streaming platforms. Don't forget to follow at Veronica WK on Instagram to stay up to date with the new episodes, because I'm gonna upload the today's one actually later tonight so stay tuned for that and remember no one will discover the world for you